This is the Love That Album Compilation Edition, covering soundtracks, tribute albums, best ofs, box sets, and more. Well, I was working on the highway with my baby next to me. We were going strictly nowhere, driving easy as could be. Well, I heard a road coming. And I said to my baby, we gotta go and drag here. Well, I threw in a second, and I tried to the mat. And we took it down the highway, and we lost a crazy cat. Well, I was feeling mighty proud. And I straightened my tie When came the crazy cat Swooping out of the sky Hey there, Eric Reanimator here Back with another compilation edition This is number 18 and we're going to be talking about some glam rock, and we're going to be talking about some dirty-sounding, grungy, garagey 1950s rock and roll. Starting off there with Myron Lee and his caddies in the song Homicide. You gotta love that saxophone well. Now, this compilation came out in Crypt Records back in the 90s, and it was part of a series of, of uh, compilations they put out. Sin Alley, this one was tagged as Part 1. I don't remember if there was a part two, but there was also a Las Vegas grind series that came out at the same time. And really, these were kind of the first time in the 90s that people were going back to the 1950s and 60s looking for country, rockabilly, and uh, jazz stuff that really hadn't gotten uh, much of a, uh, I guess, traction in the culture. Stuff that had uh, been not been rediscovered, stuff that people had ignored or forgotten about. And actually, in revisiting this compilation, I stumbled upon the fact that it contains a bunch of stuff that's in a great box set that I have called Rockin' Bones, 1950s Punk and Rockabilly. And I also discovered that a bunch of the stuff on this compilation is also on those songs we taught the Cramps, which I covered way, way back in an early episode of these compilation editions. But there's some stuff on here that I hadn't heard, some stuff on here that isn't collected in those other compilations. And that's kind of cool. If you're into that 1950s raw rock and roll, and I'm not talking like Elvis or Buddy Holly, all of which I love, I'm talking to that one-off record recorded in the middle of somewhere in Nevada that uh, was just too much or not enough or didn't have the right backing, this is a compilation for you. Let's take a listen. Dippy, ippy, dippy, don't let me down. Walk for my dog, both sun go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If this ain't love, I you know Skippy of the scissors. My love for her is strong as a law. If you don't bark, Skippy, you'll be a dead dog. I'm in the hillbilly bop, I'm way back in the hills, and I left my steel to see the city drills. Billy from a Tennessee Who me? Yeah 
something about these 1950s era rockets rock and roll songs they possess a kind of I don't know energy or I don't want to say innocence because definitely some of the ones on this compilation are not innocent it's a lot of double entendre there's a lot of stuff that just wouldn't cut it even on the more daring radio programs of the day these are bands that maybe played around regionally maybe had a one-off hit maybe th somebody thought they could cash in on them or maybe they were just being wild punks and trying to uh, upset the majority even more than they were. But uh, there's some stuff on here that's pretty great. And uh, while it's strange to think that this was dangerous and scary to a generation of parents, it was. This was out there. This was not Lawrence Welk. And this was not Patty Page or Perry Como or any of that kind of thing. This was dangerous. This was sin. This was the... Uh, invitation to hell. This was what was going to destroy our society. Little did they know. I can say that I highly recommend these compilations. If you're digging through the discount bins at your local record store, if you happen to have one, and you come across anything from Crypt Records, especially any of their compilations, the Sinales or the Las Vegas Grinds, I recommend that you pick them up and check them out. I'm going to play a couple more tunes. And we'll come back on the other side and talk about another era of music that was scary beyond belief to parents. And it will seem silly now. Well, Froggy went a courtin' and he heated right on. Well, Froggy went a courtin' and he did right So little bits the pop of my hit such a heart. Oh, 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 yeah.
So I'm just going to throw a plug in here. Uh, in the last month or so, I've been on the Dig Me Out podcast twice. I was on episode 238 where we discussed the album Apple by Mother Love Bone, which is a favorite of mine. And before that, I was on episode number 236, which was a roundtable discussion where we talked about the most influential bands of the 90s. And uh, if you like what you hear on these compilation editions and you enjoy my segments, I recommend checking them out. I had a good time on both of the episodes that I was involved in and had some great back and forth with the regular hosts of the show and then the uh, guest, um, Sean Michael Foster, who was on the roundtable show. If you want to find Dig Me Out Podcast, it's simply digmeoutpodcast.com. That will take you to their page. You'll be able to uh, check out what they do, which is 90s bands, but not the big, well-known ones. A lot of discussion of the kind of also-rans and the hidden gems. So check them out. They're a great podcast. So without further ado, back to this episode, and we're going to be talking about some glam rock right after this. Some say we're too young to rule, but we'll show Right, so that is the band Iron Virgin. Yes, that is a real name from 1974 with their songs Rebels Rule. They were part of the UK glam rock scene. You know, glam rock really came out of things like Bowie and T-Rex and The Sweet, but there was also, in the UK at least, there were also all these other little also-ran bands that uh, were playing in that sandbox. They were dressing up in outrageous costumes. They wore makeup. They were androgynous. Once again, parents who should have known better were screaming about this was the end of the world, that they were turning their kids into God knows what, that they were going to go to hell, and they were talking about things they shouldn't be talking about. And what the time produced was these great pop slices of rock music. Now, this one comes off of a compilation called Velvet Tin Mine, uh, the 20 Junk Shop Glam Ravers. There's a whole series of these. I've only got two of them so far. The other one is Boogs, the Junk Shot Glam Discotech. Top sounds on disc. There's also ones with titles like Glibber, Glitter Best, Zigzag 20 Junk Shop Soft Rock Singles, 1970-1974. Magpie, 20 Junk Shop Pop Ads and Themes. Wow, that looks like a lot of uh, stuff I've never heard of, but... You know, that's the whole point of a lot of these compilations. You go digging through the bins and you never know what you'll find. I kind of dig the fact that they go with the junk shop theme for these uh, compilations. 
So what you get is a bunch of weird one-off songs. There's some uh, cool stuff. There's some stuff that makes you scratch your head. None of this stuff really comes from too many bands that were very big or you ever heard it again. But sometimes something would slip in. So let's check out some of these tunes. It's fair to say that a lot of these songs were very derivative, if not outright covers or rewrites of other songs. Sometimes, you know, it's hard for young musicians to get out of the thrall of whatever it is that they've been listening to and trying to emulate. And this oftentimes is a good starting point for musicians. I always say I'd rather hear a thousand crappy covers than a thousand crappy originals. Because at least I know what the covers are, typically. There's some uh, great little gems on, on this record, especially the uh, Velvet Tin Mine. I'm not going to be talking too much about the, the Boobs record because I actually have not listened to it enough to comment, but it is one of those things that's on the stack of CDs that need to go into rotation in the car for when I'm driving around. Uh, but Velvet Tin Mine is very much worth your time. Uh, I should also say that in the past I've talked on Love That Album a lot about pub rock in the UK. Glam was the other scene that seemed to have fed right into punk rock. So in America where you had proto-punk and you had uh, the Western Swing Revival of the early 70s feeding into American punk rock along with reggae that was imported mainly from Jamaica in the UK that translated to pub rock and glam. And I should also point out that a lot of those proto-punk bands that we talk about, the New York Dolls, the Stooges, the Five, they tended to be tagged as glam bands in the UK. You know, Susie Quattro is considered glam, or was in the UK, and she definitely came from that Detroit proto-punk scene. Anyway, I'm going to listen to uh, a pair of tunes here. 
The first one is purported to be written by Nick Lowe, of all people, and the, the session musicians on it were members of a favorite punk band of mine later on. I believe a couple of them were in The Damned, according to rumor. And then we're going to listen to a little bit of what's, to me, the absolute best song on this compilation. And I'm going to come back and talk about something completely different. So here's the Nick Lowe penned Bay City Rollers We Love You, followed by the Washington Flyers with the comments are coming. Oh, uh-huh. 
So for any of you that are followers of the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema and the Attached Podcast, you probably know there's a thing going on called the Summer of Sleaze, where basically they're, uh, they put a bunch of sleazy movies in a hat and got each other to review them. And we here at Love That Album are part of that community, and you know, sometimes it's hard to play along when they do movies and we do music, and in some ways this compilation edition was my attempt to horn in on that sleaziness, and maybe I'm just not sleazy enough, but we start off with that 1950s sinful rockabilly, gonna end the world, you know, kids gone crazy music, and then we went forward 20 years to that early 70s glam rock that had parents all screaming and shaking, but... Right now, I'm going to do something a little bit different, and this is a compilation that's not actually released as an album. It comes with a box set of DVDs called the Pinky Violence Collection. Now, right now, a lot of people are picking up the Stray Cat Rock Blu-ray box, five films, Delinquent Girl Boss uh, among them, and uh, I'm not picking that up right now. I wish I could, but that's just not in the cards. I do, however, have the Pinky Violence Collection, which is the same kind of films. If you don't know, Pinky Violence was an era of 70s cinema in Japan that featured just wild youth, you know, girl gangs and, you know, all the sleaziest stuff that you can imagine. But it comes with a record, and it's called, or a record, showing my age, it comes with a CD called Raiko Aiki. Sings. Now, Raiko Eki, whose name I'm probably mispronouncing, sorry. She was one of the main stars of these films. She ran around with her top off, used switchblades, rode motorbikes, you know, all that great stuff. But apparently she also was a singer and did this kind of chantouche lounge jazzy thing. So I figured I'd add some at the end. Just to kind of horn in once again on the, uh, the goings-on in the podcast community. But also to bring attention to, hey, you like that Stray Cat rock stuff? You should check out the Pinky Violence set. It's, if you don't know what it is, it's just so hard to describe how odd these films are. You know, you don't think of Japan as being filled with antisocial girl gangs. And, and really, any kind of counterculture to speak of that isn't just pilfered from Western culture. But these films are just, wow. I mean, it's so hard to even describe them. If you're at all interested in 1970s Japanese weirdness, I highly recommend this set. And with that, we're going to listen to a little more of uh, Riko Aiki and get out of here, and I will catch you all later.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.